Welcome to the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs show, a safe place for women to heal and grow, where we discover our value, share our tears as we go through the hard times and rise up as we become empowered to meet our challenges head on. Just a caution, if you feel unsafe at any time, please stop listening. You can come back anytime you are in a safe place to listen to the rest of the podcast. Your safety is the most important thing to consider. On today's show, I have Janice Eisenman, founder of My Body Couture, a one-on-one private studio. Janice provides customized, individualized movement and nutrition programming and coaching. Her unique discipline agnostic approach has helped hundreds of people navigate their body issues through education and movement techniques to full body sustainability. Janice is also a speaker, facilitator, instructor, and lone mother. Hello, Janice. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Hello. It's really nice to be here. It's great to have this opportunity to talk to you. Can you just tell us a bit about yourself and your journey? Yes, I am, as you mentioned, I'm a business owner and I'm also a lone parent. And the combination of those two is actually quite rare. Only about 5% of single moms actually successfully have businesses and I'm one of them. So it's been quite a pathway through lone parenting as well as entrepreneurship. I'd love to hear about the steps that you took to build a successful business. I think that one of the challenges that women face as a lot of my listeners um, will be single parents or single mums, and that is um, a slightly different description to what you see yourself as being, but I think in I would love for you to define a lone parent and I would love for you to just um, talk about how your experience as a lone parent um, has helped you on your journey with building a successful business for yourself. Absolutely. That's a great question. I wrote an article for Elephant Journal called I'm not a single parent, I'm a lone parent, and it's effing hard. And the reason that I wrote that article was because I felt really alone as a lone parent. I had people telling me that their husband going away for the weekend was lone parenting. I had people tell me all the time, oh, there's lots and lots of lone parents. And yet I really rarely met one. And so I ended up thinking to myself and later vocalizing, lone parents are as different from single parents as single parents are from married parents. And one is not better than the other, but I had a relationship that no longer existed. And my child's biological second parent isn't even on the birth certificate. So we have no relationship with a second parent. Everything, absolutely everything was in my court, in my territory, and under my own responsibility. And again, to be clear, I don't think that this is a superior or inferior way to parent. It's just very different because some of us end up in scenarios where we don't have a second parent on the birth certificate, whether that was our choice or not. And We are then tasked with the educational, financial, spiritual, emotional development and responsibilities for our children. And my response to that was actually to create a life for us where I could manage my time and manage the ebbs and flows of my income. And I moved countries and started a business. That's massive. You know, all those things that you're talking about. Um, 
I can remember, you know, being having the experience of being a single parent and having that responsibility. I was actually happier when, because my um, my ex partner was very dysfunctional and he just did not bring any stability to the table in terms of parenting the children and so that made my job as a parent with the children very hard when he would he would come in and out of the picture and I think that that is the experience for a lot of single parents who are separated or divorced that unless they've got a very sort of stable other parent there's all these complexities that come into it on one hand you as a sole parent you've got that autonomy and which also means that you've got a hundred percent responsibility as a single parent in my experience I had um, I didn't have full autonomy with the children for a long time until I created that and but I did have 100% responsibility because the other parent wasn't there on that responsible level. And that just made, you know, made everything very chaotic and, um, and very stressful. I, I really appreciated when I got to that time where I had made that very definitive cut in the relationship and I put a... Um, full restraining order in place for myself and for the children which allowed us to have that space away from him and which gave me full autonomy and full responsibility for the children and that was when I was able to start bringing back stability into our lives again so um, I think you know I I think that your journey will be of so much benefit to the listeners because you've got that experience of having full autonomy and control and responsibility and having navigated that with, you know, taking this huge leap of moving countries. That's, that's enormous to do something like that in itself. But then to have to go through all the steps of being the fallback all the time for your child being, you know, their, their primary and only caregiver to then navigating how to have a work and parenting balance, you know, so that you could be there and be present as a mother and build a successful business. That's, you know, for a lot of people, I think the reason why it's 5% is because it's, it is challenging and you need a certain skill set to be able to achieve it. But I would love for you to really take us through those steps, you know, from the time where you were at the very early days when you were faced with being a lone parent and then, you know, having that thought process go through your mind of, okay, well, this is all up to me. So where do I begin? What do I need to do? What's the most important thing? How do I work out my priorities? And which step do I take first? So I'd love you to talk about that if that's okay. I just want to take a quick break to tell you about a little competition I am running at the moment to hopefully put a bit more sparkle into your day and help you feel special and valued. I believe every girl deserves a bit of sparkle power. So once a month, I'm giving away a gorgeous tiara to one lucky listener. Here's what you need to do to go into the draw. Just write a review on your favorite podcast app, paste it onto your Facebook stories and tag me, Sandy Johnston. Your reviews help other women find the podcast more easily, which means the absolute world to me. Okay, now back to today's episode. That's a really multifaceted conversation. And I think that uh, I want to preface all of this by saying it's not a linear path. And 
there were times when just picking up on some of the items you just mentioned, I went through some phases where I desperately wished that that second party had been involved because I was so tired and so exhausted. And I thought, well, this must be easier. At least with another person, you can get a break. I don't think that anymore. And, you know, it's, it's a phase. But I think a lot of these moments and these emotions and the heaviness of some of the decisions that we have to make do go in ebbs and flows. And it's not a consistent, steady voice. So I wanted to say that first because I'm about to say something that sounds like I just immediately had this mindset and it all unfurled and it's this magic, but there is struggle, there is doubt. There are moments when it feels like I'm exhausted and need to fall down and or wish that it was a different way. And so I think that that's the universal struggle that we all have no matter what our situation is. When I first ended my relationship, it was quite clear that I was taking on a single parenting role. And that wasn't something that I had ever thought was going to happen. That, that was the first part, which was quite jarring with my own internal sense of who I was. That wasn't what I expected. That's not what I wanted, but that's what was before me. And in some ways, ending a relationship while pregnant is actually the ideal time because <laughs> there's, you know, there's no time to wallow. There's no time to process. There's no time to actually get fixated and stuck. And that doesn't mean I recommend doing it. But I think in those early days, it was kind of like, okay, this is the situation. We're going to have to just um, move to sharing with other people that I am going to have a baby on my own. We're going to have to have a baby shower on my own. And then the baby came and same thing. I just basically put one foot in front of the other. So I would say for the first year and a half of that, it was kind of biology was literally taking care of the decision-making. Um, when my son was a year old, I came back to um, where I'm from and was ending my maternity leave. And at that point, things looked a little different because I was going to have to go back to work. And I had a job in the media where we worked for, you know, into the evening and we worked long days. And I really just had some moments of, there's nothing wrong with this and I'm not judging anybody who does it, but I just decided that given my circumstances, I didn't want to toil in that way, even though I loved my job, to pay for a nanny to raise my child and then kind of be a weekend mom or a, you know, see him from six in the morning to eight in the morning. And that's not how I was raised and I just didn't envision that life for myself. So we're going to collapse a little bit of the story and just say, you know, it, it took a little bit of time to actually make that move in fullness. Um, can, I <laughs> I just, can I just say something about yeah. that, that point that you made about being faced with needing to make a choice about what you did in terms of earning your bread and butter because of parenting and um, and I think that that is quite a conflicting thought process for a lot of yes. mums that doesn't get talked about I don't think enough I think that we need to be able to say what we really what what we're really aligned to what we're attuned to what feels what resonates with us not what somebody else expects of us not what the world says we should do not what some peer group says this is the way that you should be you know you should be working a nine to five or you shouldn't be working a nine to five I think women should be entitled to make their own choices and be aligned with what is right for them and nobody should sit in judgment of them about their choices they're not I, less than because they do this or they do that I couldn't agree more because I think that women get judged constantly in ways that men never do and there's pressures from every direction about what a mum in particular should be and do in a workforce and 
That's absolutely right. We really just have to kind of look within and make that decision from within, as opposed to bowing to all those cultural pressures of you should or shouldn't have this kind of job or that kind of job. You know, I, I know other people in the media, including some who are lone parents who happily coexist with that job. It just wasn't my personal desire. And I've never spent one minute, even though, again, I loved my job. I've never spent one minute regretting Mm. because it just, it does offer more freedom and flexibility. My son's sitting right beside me. Yes. These things are important to me just to kind of have a, a physical presence. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's wonderful. And I think that's uh, great that we're having this conversation and talking about this. So hopefully other women will feel liberated to just be more aligned with what sits right with them in terms of their choices, because there's all these these self-doubts that creep in too, you know, at those times, those pivotal moments in our life where we're at a crossroads and we're faced, you know, with these choices to make and the self-doubt can creep in and think, well, am I doing the right thing by doing this? You know, there's so many factors. It's never black and white, clear-cut decision-making because there's so many different ramifications with each choice that we make that, you know, we. I think, you know, there were, there is risk in what you did. And I think talking about that risk is also good because not taking risks can hold us back and that's where regret can lie. And I'm not saying that we should take risks that really are reckless because, you know, right. that's that there is a difference. And I think it's really good to talk about the difference with differences, but with risks and knowing how to assess the risks. 100%. Involved. Yeah. 100%. So I want to mention that when I opened a business, I had done what I do now part-time for six years before I opened the business. So my okay. personal hobby and passion was health and fitness. I had taken a number of certifications. I had seen clients part-time and run my own little side business. I had purchased equipment and I had done all of that with a corporate job. It wasn't intended to be a backup plan or intended, you know, there wasn't sort of a, I see conversations happening about exits from the corporate world to do your own job. I I didn't have anything that was meant to be that specific. In fact, I actually resisted for about two years actually making the full jump. So that was the part of the story I was going to fold up. I actually physically relocated here and put my stuff in storage there to just in case, just in case it didn't work out, all of my stuff hadn't been moved. Um, so even though I was I was signing a commercial lease and taking this big step, I did still have that moment where I'm like, I'm just gonna hang back and <laughs> let it be. But yeah, my risk was not okay. My relationship's over now. I have a baby. Let's completely shift careers and completely change. I had personal savings that I used to pay to open the business for all of the expenses. And I had an education and some experience in the particular vocation that I now do for a living full time. So that was not a reckless risk or an unknown or unknown one. And I do see sometimes in Facebook groups, um, women who are, in a position that I was once in looking for at-home work or looking for career changes. And I do think that we need to actually position ourselves so that we can be in that group of people who are successful and not loading more struggle and challenge and turmoil into our lives. Yes. Yeah. So that's, that's very sage advice to, to give is to, we don't need to take this, big huge blind leap but do these by taking these small steps and not actually you didn't have any clear vision or that you or ambition to do what you're doing as a business when you began learning about these things you did it because it was something that you were passionate about 
So, yeah, that's a really, I think that's good to talk about. Nothing's ever wasted. And by following your your hobbies and allowing, yeah. this is one thing that um, I think can can get lost along the way too because um women who are who are mothers in particular they um they put themselves down the bottom of the list of priorities i did not and i actually remember sitting in my living room telling my mom that i had to put myself first because no one else was going to fantastic <laughs> and she looked at me with blank eyes. <laughs> like you were speaking some foreign language. <laughs> Absolutely. And to this day, I maintain, I mean, I'm the captain and crew of the t- Titanic. Yeah. If, if the Titanic sinks, the whole operation, my business, my son, everything we have built goes down and there isn't anybody else to prioritize me but that isn't the message that we're giving women. We are constantly, especially as mothers, told that the kids have to come first. Yeah. The ex needs to come first. What, whoever it is, whatever it is, yeah. everything comes first. And at the end of it, I think I sit here today saying I'm one of the 5% of single parents owned businesses that has succeeded because I did and continue to put myself first. And that is not always easy. I struggle with that. And I ebb and I flow with that. And I work too much sometimes and I get exhausted sometimes. But at the end of it, I have to put myself first in order to put my child first. I think it's a, it's fantastic that you recognize that so early on because many women don't and sacrifice their own health and happiness um, in pursuit of uh, their responsibilities to take care of everybody else. And I, it's like that analogy with, you know, when if you're in an airplane flying and you're with you, your child and uh, they say put on your oxygen mask first, you know, and then you look after your child. And this is something which, you know, we can understand when we're told this in that context. However, just on a day-to-day basis, it's very easy to forget to give yourself oxygen before you give it to everybody else. Absolutely. And again, I want to be clear that that can be a huge struggle. It is not sort of a mindset that we take on and then magic unfolds it's a working progress it is a struggle it is a trial and error process but at the end of it we have to set those boundaries and we have to do that for ourselves because especially in positions where we have uh broken relationships behind us there might not be that support person who's going to say sit down, put your feet up, have a cup of tea. We have to be the ones to do that for ourselves. Yes. Yeah. No, that's, I applaud you. And I thank you very much for sharing that really important message. Um, I would like to just explore a little bit about um, I mean, we've talked about, you know, like, you know, you had your your studies and everything behind you. So I understand that was a really important component of you then making that decision to start up your own business. I'd like to actually talk to you a little bit about the work that you do. And one of the things that I really am very interested in is, and I, I think that you will have a very good understanding of this, is the correlation between physical pain and emotional stress oh yes (laughs) this is my wheelhouse of work my work is all about helping people feel better in their bodies and I help people alleviate physical pain and I opened a private one-to-one studio that's a couple hundred square feet. You can see me, but I recognize that the audience cannot, but you're almost looking at my entire space right now. And so when people come in to see me, 
they are truly one-on-one -on -one in a space with closed doors. And I created this on purpose because I had had experiences where I went to one-to-one -to -one practitioners and you're still standing beside other people or you are still in the same clinic or the same space. And it creates a very energetically different kind of scenario. So people ended up having conversations where stuff got really real with me. So it's kind of like a hairdresser, only even more amplified. So over the years, as I started helping people manage those pains that were in their body, and just to be clear, we're talking about a lot of stuff that's not caused by car accidents or impact injuries. It's my shoulder hurts, my neck hurts, my hip hurts, my knee hurts. And most folks have gone to other practitioners, great different disciplinarians who maybe massage therapist or chiropractic or acupuncture, but the pain comes back. And that's really my perfect client because what that typically means is that, yes, there is stuff about how they move and how they sit, but there's some emotional stuff in there. And what tends to happen, and I got to live this one myself, so this isn't just a client story, is we have these overwhelming emotions, but we still have to get through our day. So we kind of put on that brave, happy face and our body just takes the rest of it. So we end up in these compressed states. So our shoulders tighten up, our intestines tighten up, we get tight hips. And so, yes, the chiropractor massage can kind of work that out of you. But unless we can actually get you to a place where that's a permanent state of openness, it's just going to come back. And so I give people tools that they can go do at home. They can do it at two in the morning if they want to. They can do it whenever they want. And then I also give them an avenue to be in my space and have these conversations with me. So people are telling me about their all kinds of stuff they're yeah. divorced they're um they cheated on their partner their partner cheated on them their financial struggles the business yeah. they want to sell you name it and it's been said in these four walls and i think that that really was a big part of what changed me as a lone parent as well because i had some shame around that i had some heaviness around that and just recognizing that you know, I didn't have a client in that circumstance, but we all are part of that same humanity of we're going through struggles and how do we come through the other side? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yes, I, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you about that is that um, I've got, I've had my own experience with chronic pain and, um, and I know from the past when things were like super stressful that um, that's when my chronic pain really, really flared up and was just, you know, my pain levels were out of control. And it was, I knew, I knew instinctively that my um, nervous system was shot and I knew instinctively that th this is, you know, why my pain levels were just going through the roof is because of all of the compounded stress and anxiety that I was experiencing at that time. So um, are there any sort of uh, like tips without showing, because we're not, we're not, um, this is just an audio interview. Is there any sort of exercise that you can recommend to anybody, a simple exercise when they're feeling overwhelmed and they're feeling like there's, you know, um, a pain point because of what they're going through is there anything that you can share which might help them to ease that a little bit or shift it a little bit absolutely so I relate exactly to what you said I felt that in my own body so although I was helping clients through all of this stuff there were points in my lone parenting business ownership path where I too experienced that sort of chronic pain and there's two techniques that I really recommend. One is yin yoga. There are yin yoga instructors throughout the world. And 
Yin yoga is a form of yoga where you lay on the ground and hold postures for up to five minutes, sometimes seven, but it's between three and seven typically. And you stay in that position with some gentle stress on your body and you kind of marinate in that pain. There is a sensation to it, but it really helps with the fascia system. So all of that tightness and all of that compression can move through the body. And then we can start to introduce positive stress into the body so that it's not just all negative, negative. So that is a technique that I would recommend is widely available. There's instructors throughout the entire planet. I am one of them, but that's a technique I give to a lot of clients. And the second, this is something for maybe somebody a little bit further down the path where we're not in that state of abject overwhelm where we feel like laying on the floor is too much, is a technique called Yamana body rolling. And there are a series of balls. It helps decompress the joints. That is my go-to technique for clients who really want to get that stuff out of their tissues. There are also instructors throughout the world and, but there's fewer of us. So there's, I don't actually know right now how many there are, but let's call it a thousand. I know that there are some in Australia, there's many in North America. And now of course we're in a scenario where many of us are also teaching this technique online. So if there is I was not- going to ask you about that, you, you know, have you had to transition or are you offering, you know, your services online as well as face-to-face? Yes, I do. So yeah. I do privates face-to-face inside my bricks and mortar as well as online. So I've had clients that are not local. And then I have digital classes in the two techniques that I just mentioned for the reasons you just mentioned. So clients with that ongoing chronic stress management, where we need to get it out of our body. Because when we have those scenarios, where we are doing things like single parenting or co-parenting with a parent who is adding stress to us or lone parenting, This isn't something where we can go get a single massage and away goes the problem. So I do my own techniques for, honestly, it's eight hours a week. I'm teaching them, Mm. but it takes quite a bit of body work to balance out the stress and the tension. And at this point, personally, I don't recommend techniques such as running or heavy weightlifting or CrossFit to the population that is actually suffering from that heavy stress load. So I offer digital classes. Um, Yin, I do five times a week. Yamana Body Rolling, I do three times a week. And you just buy the the month-long package to help that group of people that want to move past that and really do that long-term work to get that chronic stress out of the body. That's fantastic. I'll um, include the links for people in the episode notes. And just before we finish the interview up, you can also mention um, your website so that people can find you easily to tap into your services. So now I just want to take a quick break and tell you about the free guide with five tips to gain confidence and courage to deal with the tough stuff. The second is a discovery call, which I would normally charge for, but this one is on me, my gift to you. In this call, we can chat about where you are at, what you are struggling with and what solution you are looking for. I want you to have useful tips you can implement in your life today to help you get started on the road to recovering control over your life and your choices. I get that your trust is broken and you don't know where to turn. That's why you can have this chat with me to see if you feel okay about leaning on me and borrowing from my skills and experience. My aim is to help support you when you feel like it's time to explore something different when you are ready to try something new to heal and grow. I help 
women transform from a poverty and scarcity consciousness, which is a perfectly understandable state of mind after going through financial abuse, to replace that with a mindset focused on personal and financial freedom. How does that sound? Is that something you would like to explore? Oh, and before I forget, I'll let you in on something I haven't yet released and I want to make available to anyone who subscribes to my mailing list and joins the Tiaras, Tears and Triumphs Facebook group before the end of 2020. This offer is designed to keep you motivated every single day of the year. Sound good? My promise is to give you a daily motivational affirmation every day in 2021. 2020 has been a tough year and I thought we can all do with a dose of positivity every day to help keep us motivated to deal with the challenges we face. To tap into any of these offers, just visit my website www.sandyj.com.au. Now, back to today's show. I think another thing that you, uh, area that you work in, which is really important, is nutrition. And this is another thing which, you know, um, we live in a society where it's really geared towards convenience and convenience does not always mean that you're getting good nutrition in your diet. Um, There's lots of, you know, fast food, there's lots of processed food available and a lot of, a lot of people will take shortcuts with nutrition um, because they're time poor because of, you know, it's, it's quick and easy. It's an answer when you, you know, you're afraid you've been running around all day long and um, the last thing you want to be doing is standing there and, you know, putting together a, a, big meal for everybody so (laughs) could you talk to me about the importance of you know good nutrition in terms of maintaining your health particularly during stressful times absolutely I describe it quite simply there is a base to our pyramid of productivity happiness and basic function and In that base, we have sleep, nutrition, and exercise. And many of us are trying to figure out how to not do those things. (laughs) (laughs) Many of us are also feel, and I myself, again, have been in this camp where I feel I don't have time to do this. Yeah, shortcuts, shortcuts, lots and lots of shortcuts. How can we? (laughs) Exactly. But those are the shortcuts. Those are the shortcuts. Go for a walk, do some yin yoga eat nutritious food. And it's hilarious because in all of the nutrition counseling and training that I've done with different people, we all know the difference between a carrot and a potato chip. And yet we're looking constantly for ways to make that potato chip or the proverbial potato chip better or easier or faster or healthier. So at the end of it, I'm going to give you my big nutrition trip tip, which is you have to eat your vegetables, period. There's no getting around it. There's no shortcut and whatever you need to do. So in my own life, I get a grocery delivery service. I pay a little bit more for it, but the benefit to my life is that I'm not tired. I'm not draggy. I'm not mentally foggy. My skin appears better. I'm not wasting time looking in the mirror, looking or feeling aesthetically unattractive, etc. And so everything from practicalities to just those, those self-confidence pieces really kind of fall into place. I also have a vegan chef who prepares meals for me that I just have to microwave or sometimes I don't even bother. And again, that comes at an expense. But when I look at the cost of having no energy, the cost of 
dragging. Yeah. The cost of having to drink five cups of coffee, the cost of being miserable. Yeah. The price of the food to actually have, you know, six cups of vegetables a day and have whole foods is there is no fast food and there is no shortcut that can actually make up for the benefits of that. And none of us want to hear that. <laughs> I, yeah, I know, I know, but it's, um, I think, you know, like having strategies about how you can still um, get, you know, really good nutrition in your diet and the, the benefit of that, because, you know, particularly if you're a single mom, then you know or, and the responsibility or a lone parent then all the responsibility falls on you therefore your health is your top priority and you can't afford to not eat well because you need to maintain your health and you know look after yourself so I do things like we've gone to a plant-based diet say in the last couple of years and um and I feel really good for doing that and I do things like um I use my uh, crock pot or my slow cooker a lot and and I find that's really good because I can throw everything into it and turn it on in the morning and then at the end of the day when I finish with my day's work and I really don't have the energy to you know or the creative space to even be thinking about making some you know really fancy meal or anything for the family I know that it's all right dinner's taken care of because I spent that half an hour in the morning just throwing everything all the ingredients into a crock pot and you know and I know that we're getting tonight I've you know put on um, a vegetable soup which is everybody in the family loves it so if you can get your kids to eat vegetables by doing something like that then it's it took me no more than you know 20 minutes to to prepare that so yeah yeah it's My good. Favorite kitchen appliances are the air fryer and the instant pot and both of those are really mom-friendly shortcuts because yes both of them you basically open the device toss a bunch of things and <laughs> and come back 20 minutes later to meals <laughs> so I like the I like the instant pot for one pot meals and I like the air fryer for things where you want that crispy yeah tech. yeah I love the air fryer too I, my air fryer gets used a lot and I've got three teenage children so it gets used a lot and at least you know with the air fryer it's much a much healthier alternative because you know there's very little fat going yeah. into it yeah and I also just want to mention I mean a lot of a lot of moms single moms lone parents are really conscious to budget and packaged foods seem like cheaper in the moment but then we're hungry and so if we instead invest a hundred dollars in an appliance that all we need to do is get the vegetables. I mean, I get a bag of potatoes, chop them up, throw them in the air fryer, and we've got fries. Instead of going down to the restaurant and spending $7 on the fries, that costs less than a dollar. Yeah. So actually, if we take that longer-term mindset to our budget, a little bit of home cooking and will save us a ton of money so yeah it, it is more economical absolutely yeah. more economical so yeah if you're if you're feeling the pinch financially which you know might very well be the case doing these sorts of things where you cut out takeaway and you cut out your even you know your takeout coffee and things like that will make an enormous difference to your budget because all of these small amounts add up over you know over time and you'll find that you're saving yourself thousands of dollars by the end of the year 100 percent, absolutely yeah. I think I think for me my general philosophy about everything is move towards things that you really love. I did that with my career. I do that with food. I do that with exercise. And it naturally sort of crowds out the stuff you don't need and that isn't a good use of your energy. And that includes what you just mentioned, the takeaway food, the takeout coffee. 
when you realize that you can do these things at home and they either add joy to you or they're not harder at the very least. Yes. I think that your energy is a lot more valuable than you really realize. And when we really love what we do and we love how we eat and we love how we feel and we love our job, we can have that kind of life that we really are dreaming of and that we're wanting to have. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's been such a joy talking to you. I've really loved this conversation that we've had. There's, um, You've certainly uh, given so many tips, really useful tips, and hopefully you've inspired, you know, somebody who's listening to this um, to go after what they love in their lives. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. You're very, uh, you're very welcome. Um, I just want to ask you one final question because this podcast is the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs podcast. What does this title mean to you as a woman? That means real life. <laughs> we all have moments of all of these elements and recognizing that we're not going to get stuck in the tears and that the tiara is around the corner and the triumph is around the corner is so important. And knowing that we can actually put on our own tiara, we don't need to wait for someone else to do it is so empowering and so to me it means embracing the blood sweat and tears of life and putting on your own tiara yeah yeah absolutely fantastic janice it's been a pleasure thank you very very much for being on the podcast today I wish you all the very best and your beautiful boy too. He's, aren't we blessed to have children? We are. He's giving me a big hug. I hope you enjoyed today's interview with Janice Iserman, owner of My Body Couture, as much as I did. Now, I know that I promised that we'd include a link to Janice's website. If you'd like to connect with Janice, just go to mybodycouture.com. And I'll also include a link to the article she referred to in the Elephant Journal on being a lone parent. Both those links will be in the episode notes. So please visit the episode notes if you'd like to. Now, for the top 10 takeaways from today's interview. Number one, it's not a linear path. Number two, the decisions that we make do go in ebbs and flows. Number three, women should be free to choose how they juggle work and parenting without judgment. Number four, Take measured risks when making big changes. Number five, position yourself to be successful by taking achievable steps. Number six, put yourself first because no one else is going to. Number seven, we're all part of the same humanity. We all go through struggles. It's about how do we come out the other side of that. Number eight, for chronic pain and stress management, try yin yoga. Nine, there is no fast food or shortcut that can make up for the benefits of eating whole foods. Okay, number 10, when we move towards the things we love, we can have that life we really dream of. We all go through dark times. When we do, we often feel alone. This is a safe space for you to come and look for some light. I'm a survivor of an abusive relationship and for a long time I had no voice because I was too scared to speak up and speak out about what was happening to me. I couldn't see a light at the end of the tunnel, but when I turned a corner in my life, the light started filtering through and I left my old life behind. 
I am here now to help other women feel seen, heard and valued. I'm reaching out with my light shining on you to help you find your way out of the darkness. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. A note of encouragement. If you are struggling with your mental health, please reach out for support with some form of counselling. If you don't know where to start to find a counsellor, a good place to start is to talk with your doctor. There are also many online counselling supports available. And a word of advice, if the counsellor is not a good fit for you, try another. And if you need to, try another until you have one that is the right fit for you. Tune in again for the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs podcast, helping women who have been hurt to heal and grow, hosted by me, Sandy J. This program provides a safe place to work on inner peace and a strong mindset, spells out how to spot the red flags, advises on ways to stay safe and work on effective safety planning, gives tips on how to look after you when things are tough, teaches empowerment strategies, acknowledges life's challenges and explores ways to meet these challenges head on to go from surviving to rising to striving and finally to thriving. The show includes interviews with other survivors who have come out the other side who share their stories and insights as well as interviews with therapists and people working in support roles. I am a survivor and I use my experience and skills to help other women like me. Please listen and be uplifted to rise in this safe space where dignity, kindness and compassion are treasured. And don't forget, if you need some support, I am here for you. I don't want any woman to suffer alone in silence. I don't want any woman to feel oppressed and feel that there is no way out. I want you to know that you can turn a corner. I am a life change facilitator. I help women regain control over their lives. You can find me at sandyj.com.au. Hey now, can you just pause a moment before you go? Because I need you to share your light and leave a review. Can you just take a quick minute to leave a review in iTunes to let other women know this is a show they can trust? It would mean the world to me if you could help shine a light for someone who can't see the light at the end of their tunnel. I need you to do this for someone else who needs some support and encouragement. If you like this show, please subscribe and you will automatically be updated with future episodes when they are released. And please share this podcast with anyone you know who it might help. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Sending you lots of love and light and above all else, wishing you well. You are brilliant. Keep shining. Stay safe, Sandy.